1: Hello, good evening, and welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. Uh, my name is Chris, and with me back for the this season, I've got Mark. Hello. And I've got Emma.
2: Hi there.
1: You guys have a good summer? Busy summer. Busy?
2: Yes.
1: You said that wearily.
2: <laughs> Always busy. It's finished today, actually. Today was my last day of busyness.
1: Yeah? So is yeah. deck chairs and cigars now. Yes. How about you, Mark? <laughs>
0: summer of deck chair and cigars and now I'm going to start being busy now so quite the opposite of Emma
1: yeah oh fair enough enjoy the World Cup Oh, of course it's brilliant yeah yeah it was very good wasn't it um right so this week we have the Champions League draw that was made earlier on today uh we have Arsenal also in Champions League action we've got Premier League action Manchester City Liverpool and slight case of MK Don's Manchester United uh, so we're going to go through all those subjects. Plus Premier League action for this weekend coming. So first of all, um, we'll start with the Champions League draw. For the British clubs, we've got Real Madrid drew, uh, sorry, Liverpool drew Real Madrid, Basel, and Ludogretz Razgrad. I think uh, they were the ones with the defender won the penalty shootout for them last night. Arsenal got Borussia Dortmund, Galatasaray, and Anderlecht. Um Manchester City have got Bayern Munich, CSKA Moscow, and Roma, which I think is probably the hardest of all the British groups. And Chelsea have got a gimme, really. They have got Schalke, Sporting Lisbon, and Maribor. Um, what did you guys make them? Any one in particular that you want to highlight out of all those? Who's got an easy one? Who's got a hard one?
0: Man City, for was it the third or the fourth consecutive season, have got a stinker of a draw. Yeah, you know they've got to wonder what it is that they've done to UEFA to consistently draw the groups of death at this
1: stage every single year for the past three or four years? Well, I've gone through um, the groups, and I've got Liverpool is getting 10 points, Arsenal 14, I've got Man City is 9, and I've got Chelsea winning all their games. They've gotten 18 points. Does that seem fair enough?
0: uh, I don't think... Any team will win all of their games in any of those groups. You know, Somebody will drop a point somewhere, but you can't see Chelsea not getting through that group. No. Um, Arsenal, same thing, same story. Liverpool's group, um, Basel are a, a, have been a useful side for quite a few years, so it's not quite as easy, I don't think, for Liverpool as, as you first think, but you would still expect them to get through. I think I got Liverpool
1: um, beating Basel at home and drawing away, I think. Um, they beat Chelsea home and away last year in the, in the group stage, didn't they? Uh, They did, but Salah's now at Chelsea, isn't he, I suppose? Uh, Well, allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So,
0: no, decent draws for all the English teams, really, apart from C.
1: And Zlatan's doing some kind of homecoming tour, isn't he? He's got Barcelona and Ajax. All he's missing was um, Malmo in pot four. Mm. What do you think, Emma?
2: Um, Yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, I wouldn't... Want to be a Man City fan right about now? Because you look at that group and you just think they definitely, well, I think they definitely will struggle. They might prove us completely wrong, but but yeah, and then and again, Chelsea should walk it. But if, it doesn't always work out that way,
1: does it? Do we really think that um, any of the teams won't make it out of the group? Any British teams won't make it out of the groups?
2: Um, no, I would have. I would have thought everyone should make it out. Although, obviously, now Arsenal are missing Giroud. Maybe that would have some sort of effect, but you would have thought they would get out of the group rather than Galatasaray,
0: Mm. even so. Yeah, I agree with Emma. I mean, City's chances are, are the most difficult, aren't they? Roma... I don't really have. i not really seen a lot of them, but I know the I think they came second in Syria. Uh, they're a bit. Of, they're kind of the were the hipsters' choice last season, so they must be pretty good. But um, I'd still fancy City to to
1: to get past them. Mm. I mean, there, I mean, for hipsters like Laura, there's um, there's certainly a few teams in there, isn't there? I mean, you've got Barcelona, PSG, Ajax is a pretty good group as well, and the Atletico Madrid, Juve, Malmo, and Olympiacos. That's not a bad group either.
0: Well, that, that that could be one group where you might get an upset, actually, and Juventus' recent European record's not great. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't
1: make it through. No, well, let's hope it didn't snow this time for them. Mm. Okay, uh, well, the other night, of course, we had Celtic, uh, they went out to Maribor, didn't they? That was not, I, I, I don't think that's 100% a surprise, was it?
0: Not after they got absolutely embarrassed by Legia
1: Warsaw. No, Elijah Warsaw tweeted that it was a victory for football. Totally agree. <laughs>
2: Definitely.
1: Um, and then Arsenal, they were a uh, home to Besiktas, weren't they? Um, Alexis Sanchez scored his first Arsenal goal. Uh, were they a bit lucky? Should they have had a, a penalty? The Debuchy tackle, I'm thinking, against them. Um, I can't remember who it was on, but it was in the penalty area, wasn't it? I thought he touched the ball slightly as it came past him.
0: Um I didn't see all of the game I don't I think I only saw the last 15 minutes. Oh, did you? Whether the, I don't remember the penalty thing happening in that but the 15 minutes I saw I think Debushi must have got sent off in that part. Um and Arsenal were they weren't exactly hanging on but it wasn't comfortable at all for them in that last 15 minutes and I think had Persic had got that equalizer. Mm. That was it. You know Arsenal were down to 10 men not very many minutes to go.
1: That, it wouldn't have been catastrophic because, you know, one season out of the Champions League they can afford, but it would have been a shock. Well, that header at the end, was it Deborah Bar, was it, that couldn't quite get his head to it? Exactly, yeah. So, you know, they weren't very far away from, from going out. I mean, they sat on millions anyway because until recently, they uh, refused to spend a whole lot of money, didn't they? So it wouldn't hit them too hard. But I find it odd that the, 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 um, the rankings for the Champions League Arsenal, I know they get to, this, to the Champions League year on year, but I, I think Pot One may have been a bit generous because they've, until recently, they, well, they I could only remember them really getting um, quite far in two thousand and six when they got to the final. But if it's relative based on who else is
0: is within the draw, because I think, for example, Basel and Saint Petersburg were in Pot Two. That's right. So if they're in Pot Two, then. Who were in pot two that shouldn't have been based on their recent European record? Perhaps Dortmund, obviously finalists in the Champions League, semi-finalists in the Champions League in the last few years. But other than that, is there anybody that shouldn't have been should have been in pot one ahead of Arsenal Uh, based
1: on that? No, perhaps not. But I'm looking at Porto being pot one and Dortmund being pot two, Mm. and Benfica as well, pot one.
0: How long does that? How long is it based over? Because Porto were, you know, Dortmund's. Ascendancy has been fairly recent, you know, two to three seasons. Whereas Porto have been, obviously, it's it's, it is ten years ago since they won it. But they generally, generally, always get to the first knockout stage.
1: Year on year, them and Benfica, I suppose, year on year they qualify.
0: Yeah, and that must be how Arsenal got in. You know, if if let's say AC Milan had got into the competition this year, then Arsenal might have struggled to be a a pot one choice. Mm, I suppose. Who knows?
1: The voice of reason, that's you. I do try. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The Premier League uh, Monday night's game was Manchester City won Liverpool 3. Steven Javetovic scored 2. Aguero scored with pretty much his first touch uh, which is bittersweet for me because he's in my dream team and then Zabaleta scored uh, an own goal to make it a little bit more respectable for Liverpool. I think that was a fair result really wasn't it?
2: Yeah I would have said so. I would have you know they were just better than, than Liverpool all over the pitch really weren't they and it showed in the result at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember the corresponding fixture last year, Liverpool lost 2-1, and I remember feeling really aggrieved that we didn't get at least a point out of that game because by far and away I thought we were the better team. But this year it looked um, it looked completely different. And I don't know whether that's a, a lack of Suarez or whether City have improved or, or what, but they did look like a real gulf this year. I
0: think, I think the way the two teams played was very... Um... Reflective of how they played last season, their styles, you saw Liverpool go out the traps and for the first 30 to 35 minutes, they were the better team. They looked more likely to score. And then in the second half, which they didn't do so much towards the end of the season, but certainly did in the first part, they tired dramatically. Whereas Manchester City kind of took it easy first half an hour, first 45 minutes. Yara Arturi very rarely ventured uh, ventured anywhere five yards, ten yards away from the, the back four. And then as the games opened up and the game spread, Yaya Torre got more influential as he went further forward and City just sort of picked up the pace gradually. And that's, that's exactly how it went. And then in the last half an hour, it was very much City looked like the class that they are and Liverpool still looked um, like pretenders. And also, they've got a couple of new defenders, which certainly didn't help them either. The way those two played, again as the game went on, they started off quite solid, but um, Moreno and Lovren were definitely targeted by by City as the game went
1: along. You know what you're going to get with Liverpool, don't you? So the, then coming out the traps at you isn't as much of a shock as it was the teams last year, I suppose.
0: No, and, and that's a little bit what Rodgers has to do this season. He did it. I think he changed Liverpool last season um from what they were like the season before and caught a lot of teams off guard and now liver the other teams are going to expect the same liverpool this season he's got to come up with a different plan again to surprise teams um obviously doesn't have suarez so that's going to be factored into that um but you know we're, we're going to see and he's also got a lot of young players in that team um a lot of not i wouldn't say
1: inexperienced players but um it's a team that needs yeah. the gel, isn't it? They've got a lot of signings in there. Lallana still to come in. Mario's now here. Were you happy with Balotelli? Were you excited to see him back in the league? Um,
0: uh, I don't know. I think he he's, he's it's a sideshow more than anything he does on the pitch for me. I'm not I'm not a huge fan. I've don't I've never seen the the the, the anything to back up the hype with Balotelli. For me, he's one of those players on the field. Who's got the ability, but I don't think he's ever really produced it,
1: in my opinion. Right, Yuma, you happy to see him back?
2: Um, I think the sport journalists of our country will be rubbing their hands together, but oh no, I agree that you can see he's got it, but whether it's gonna whether he's gonna be able to do it at Liverpool, I'm not completely convinced.
1: Oh yeah, I mean I'm really personally I'm very excited to see him back again. I got it. I'm mean, under no illusions whatsoever that it's going to end in a complete train wreck, but I think while he's here, it will um, it'll certainly be fun. I think Rodgers's biggest um, difficulty with Balotelli is going to be
0: how he marries the the egos of Sturridge and and Balotelli together, yeah. like he did with Suarez and Sturridge, and whether he can be successful again. I think that's going to be the key to. To how successful Liverpool are this season
1: well you've got Suarez who was a massive ego but he also gave an enormous amount for the team he had a fantastic work rate but you don't really get exactly. that you don't get that with Balotelli do you totally agree and that's,
0: that's and you don't get that with storage either and wh- whereas the Suarez's work rate picked up the slack for a lot of storages not doing that kind of thing I think you can't afford two of those players in the same team so that's going to that's be very interesting to see how that works out mm.
1: exactly um, so we are going to the League Cup. Um, MK Dons for Manchester United 0. I don't suppose anybody really saw the scoreline coming. We may well have seen the shot coming. Are we reading too much into this? Is this um, the death of the Empire? Or is, um, is this sort of a little blip, you think? I mean, Fergie had a few results in the League Cup, didn't he? What do you think, Emma?
2: Oh, I think this is a blip. I think as much as everyone would like to think, it's the... Uh the downturn continuing i don't think it is but i think it is definitely an eye-opener for united fans i would have thought Mm. but i think for everyone else it was just one of those amusing little things that happens every season but doesn't really have any impact on the day-to-day runnings of the club or the you know where they'll be in the end of the season
1: yeah i mean fergie had quite a few of these results in the league cup didn't he i mean i can Think of it as York City, South End, and you know, games like that I can't remember. So, uh, you can't really read an awful lot into it. I'm not sure Di Maria is the player they they need, though, is he? I always get the impression they need centre backs and a defensive midfielder if that's the system they're going to play. Uh, is a winger really that?
0: I got into the, a discussion on Twitter the other night about this with a few Manchester United fans, and I said exactly the same thing I don't, Di Maria is not the player they need or the type of player they need. They need a Yapstam and they need a Roy Keane. That's the two things they absolutely need. Three at the back has never worked in English football and I think Van Van Gaal will realise that fairly quickly. He certainly hasn't got the players to play that um, at Manchester United. And what's going to end up happening is they're going to be completely unbalanced with trying to shoehorn Di Maria, Mata, Rooney, Van Persie, Yanazai, all these attacking... I've probably missed somebody out as well. Mata. um, All into this attacking um, five players or whatever, and they're just going to be so open at the back. Um, I, I think that's the biggest thing they need to to change about that team quickly is get a top, maybe only one Tom Glass centre-half, but s- certainly a central midfielder of the, the Roy Keane type. Mm. That's what they need more than anything else. Otherwise, they're just going to keep having... Um, good spells in the season but they're going to take some hammer-ins if they don't address that quickly yeah. and that's a, it's a product of them not addressing the the balance of the squad and, and regenerating the squad not not just last year for all those people who think that David Moyes was the root of all evil but it goes back to actually Alex Ferguson not doing this in the last year to two
1: years of when he was the boss. Yeah he had enough warning about this didn't he? I mean he knew that Ferdinand wasn't getting any younger and he knew that Keane, yeah. Keane had gone and he got rid of uh, Stam as well so I mean it wasn't exactly um a massive surprise although with every cloud there's a silver lining and did you see the Manchester United fan that won uh, (laughs) £1,200
2: yes pressing the wrong button on her betting app
1: yeah she mistakenly bet that MK Dons would um, win 4-0 nice one yeah she picked the wrong team she won Uh, £1,200 small comfort yeah small comfort indeed well you're in Stoke weren't you Emma
2: I was indeed.
1: How was that? What was that? It was um, Stoke versus Portsmouth, wasn't it?
2: Yes, and what? Bristol Rovers don't play in the League Cup anymore, as my friends like to remind
1: me. Why is that, Emma?
2: Because it's only for teams that play in the League. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I was visiting Stoke. It was my first time visiting Stoke. Is it so... your last
1: time visiting Stoke?
2: Um,
0: yeah.
1: Who are you picking on this year, yeah.
2: Emma? <laughs> I, no, I was disappointed, mainly because... Stoke. I mean, everyone talks about Stoke having this atmosphere and it being quite intimidating, Um, obviously I completely understand. You know, I remember the days when Portsmouth were a Premier League cup club, and we didn't care about the, you know, our first round of the Capital One Cup, but they had like one of their big main stands shut off and things, and I was just a bit disappointed by it, really. Oh. Maybe, maybe when we're Premier League again, I'll go back, but I don't think I'll be doing any more Capital One Cup trips to Stoke again. <laughs>
1: Um, so what was the score 3-0 to Portsmouth
2: no 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 to Stoke
1: no no, no I was being generous sorry
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was i the other thing for me was you know we talk about um man united not putting their th- full strength squad out well neither did andy orford and i felt a bit sort of you know we're a league 2 club we don't really have you know, there was nothing to lose by going to Stoke and putting a full-strength team out and seeing if we could get something. Because they weren't, as much as they did outclass us, they weren't, you know, they weren't a head-shoulders above what we were doing.
1: Well, there were enough shocks this week, didn't there?
2: Yeah, exactly. And I sort of thought maybe we could have got something. But no, Stoke, you know, they were they were worth it. I'm sure their fans will be, you know, it's already a distant memory.
1: <laughs> Stoke is just a bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> um in other news, we've got a new captain of our national team, Wayne Rooney. Are we happy with this? Or has anyone got any other candidates they would like to put forward?
0: It's all a bit meh, isn't it? It is a little the, bit. The England team in general and the, the blatantly obvious choice that it was going to be Wayne Rooney. Yeah, Whatever you think about him, from just from the marketing standpoint, it wasn't going to be anybody else no. but Wayne Rooney. Even if you think it could have been Gary Cahill or Joe Hart or, um, I don't know, that's it, the, the the candidates don't leap off the page, do they? No,
1: they don't. I mean, I'm, I'm always loathe to give a striker a captaincy anyway, but you kind of think, well, who else could he have given it to? Mm. There we go. Oh, well, we shall see how we get on the captain, Wayne. He's only nine goals away, isn't he, from Bobby Charlton's record?
0: It can't be too far away, and he's he's almost at 100 caps already. Yeah. Um, so his, record, his but, scoring
1: record isn't bad, isn't it? So I suppose he could lead by example.
0: Yeah, how many players of a similar standing do we have, or even though he's quite a few years past his best?
1: Well, not an awful lot. Yeah. Not an awful lot. Jack Colbert, you never know. He might, be, he might come good next week. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. The ginger Pirlo, somebody said he was today. Hodgson said it, not he? Is it Hodgson that said it? My friends sort of read it in disgust at work. I, <laughs> I wonder if Pierlo would be quite
0: as excited if he was described as the bearded colback.
1: P- <laughs> the older Pierlo gets, the more he looks like Charles Manson. Oh, that's not going to end well, then. No, all he's meeting is a little tattoo on his forehead. Um. Right, we move on to this week's Premier League games. So this weekend's coming's Premier League games, we have a little prediction game going whereby uh, I read out a fixture and between the three of us, we have to decide whether um, it will be a particular team's win or it will be a draw. And however many right ones we get, we get a point. And come the end of the season, Mark wins. So that's, There you go. <laughs> so you're defending champion, aren't you? Yeah, pressure's on. Yeah. We did this a little bit last week with Joe, but I, I thought... Joe also predicted that Liverpool were going to win the league, so I didn't actually think it was fair on either of you two to inflict his predictions upon yourself. Um, So I thought we could start a fresh one today. So the early game on Saturday is Burnley-Manchester United. Now, the last time this fixture happened in the Premier League, Burnley won. And it was also about this time of year as well, I remember. It was an early August game. Yeah, that's right. So who's going to predict another 1-0 victory? Tumbleweed.
2: You, it's hard though, isn't it? Because I mean, they're not obviously they're not going to put anywhere near the same team out, and you would expect Man United to come out a lot stronger. Mm. But as we were saying, you know, this three at the back, you know, maybe his philosophy of football, but is it going to work against Burnley? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go for a Man United win. Okay. And I'm sure they will get thrashed again, but.
1: I can't really see it myself. I'm going to go for a Man United win. What are you going to go for, up? I think, uh,
0: obviously, Burnley are going to raise their game. It's still early, early in the season. But um, after what happened this week, I probably think Man United will their ideas up and get a win.
1: Well, they started OK against Chelsea, didn't they, Burnley? They started all right and went in front. But then as soon as Chelsea scored, you kind of had a feeling of inevitability about it. So, I mean, they're more than capable of going ahead against the bigger teams. It's just whether they mm. can hold that lead.
0: I don't think it'll be a thrashing. I think they'll give their all. And, you know, we've already talked briefly about problems at United. So, um, I think they'll still nick it.
1: Yeah. OK. Uh, Man City, Stoke. This is at... Uh, This is Eastland. So is anybody going to make a case for Stoke or are we Man City all the way? Man City. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me three. You three. Okay. Uh, Newcastle versus Crystal Palace. Neil Warnock's Crystal Palace.
0: Uh, Well, that instantly makes me want them to go down. Um, I think Newcastle are probably going to concentrate more on uh, being more solid this year. Um, And it's games like this that water back end of last year, that you would you'd be nailed on that they would lose, but I think they will win this probably quite easily.
1: I think they get to a point of safety and just sort of stop caring, don't they? Mm-hmm. The
0: yeah. the
1: only good thing about Warnock is Neil Walker owns a house in Cornwall, so every team he manages always he always brings down for pre-season friendlies. So it's a chance for yokels like myself to actually see somebody half decent. Mm. Neil Warnock half decent? Wow! In the, in the same sentence, we've had Leeds and we've had um, QPR down here in recent years.
2: No. I'm going to go for a Newcastle win as well. I think even with Warnock coming in, Palace are still going to struggle against them. Do
1: you think? Mm. I'm going to go for a draw. If only to be a little bit contrary, because I might need the points come the end of the season. But I also think that he he's a bit of an organiser, isn't he, Warnock? He can get his teams um, playing in a, in, a, in a way where they will play not to lose rather than, than win, I suppose. You need more than that, though. And, and even... Like I say, when Tony
0: Pulis went in with that exact same reputation last year, last season, but he knew how to get the best out of whatever attacking talent he had. I don't. I'm not exactly sure if Warnock's even got that in his brain. No, it would be interesting to see. No, I think he's just going to go exactly what you just said. is to go out to play for nil nil every week, not try and get a one or two nil. Whereas Palace, they were not just a solid team with Pulis, but there were times when they played some really good football too. Mm. I can't ever say I've seen that in their Neil Warnock team.
1: No, okay, okay, fair enough. Um, QPR, Sunderland. QPR haven't had the best of starts, have they? It's been pretty frustrating to watch. and We've gone out in the Capital One Cup this week as well. Um, being a fan, I suppose I should better make a prediction of the positive sense for them. But I think if we can get our game together, I think we probably could do this. I don't think Sunderland are the best of travellers, are they?
0: Uh... No, I think for Sunderland, read the same comments as Newcastle. Yeah. For, for me, yeah, I think they're going to they're gonna be a bit more solid this year. Probably not going to be in as much stuck as they were for the majority of last season. Um, and I think they will win. And I think QPR are going to have a hard, hard season, especially if Remy ends up leaving before the end of the week.
1: Oh, I think that's pretty inevitable.
0: Yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? So uh, unless they get somebody of equal standing in, I think QPR might be adrift by Christmas. But I'll go for Sunderland in this one. You go
1: for Sunderland. I went for um, Charlie Austin in my dream team, thinking it'd be some kind of bargain that nobody else would would pick. But he, uh, I think that penalty, if he'd scored that penalty in the first game of the season, I think he'd be off and away and running, but he missed it, and maybe it's playing on his mind a little bit. But I'm still going to go for a QPR one. I'm going
2: to go for a draw. Are
1: you? Based on what? Yeah.
2: Um... Nothing really, just <laughs> to be a bit more, to be a bit different.
1: Be a bit more. So who's your? Yeah, got go on. Let's have a. Who's your Norwich team this year? Who you? Who've you got it in for?
2: I don't have a Norwich team this year.
1: No, you love them all this year, do you?
2: <laughs> um. No, I don't really have anything against any team this year. I don't know, give it till like a few weeks. I'm yeah. sure someone will wound well me
0: up. You need to spread the good karma this year, Emma, don't you? Because look, <laughs> what, look what happened to Bristol Rovers after all the negativity last season. <laughs> How have they started this year?
2: Oh my God, awful.
1: Have they? <laughs>
2: really bad.
1: How many games I'm have just, they played?
2: Um, We're in our fourth week and... I know they, they played Monday as well at three o'clock which I thought was a bit strange I didn't realise and obviously still being a bad holiday but I didn't think it would have been three but I think that was first points they picked up that was one all against Forest Green Rovers oh. they've been losing quite badly to everyone else as well
1: have they? yeah it's not been good are you learning about new places in, in this country that you've never heard of before?
2: yeah definitely <laughs> Google Maps does get brought up a couple times this is a geography
1: that. lesson for you if nothing else
2: I I know where that team is
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Swansea West Brom what do you think to this one Emma do you think um, Swansea are going to carry they they've been alright this season they beat Man United didn't they
2: yeah I would go for a Swansea win
1: yeah okay yeah. they're on six points they've both their games so far haven't they yeah Uh. I'm going to go for a Swansea win. I think Alan Irvine is probably the most one of the most unimaginative appointments for a long time. I've got no idea why they went with him. He must be cheap or something. He doesn't seem very inspiring.
0: He, he fits into their that West Brom thing that they that they have been doing, whereby they have a set structure of from director of football or whatever it is they have down through the coaches that they don't replace the manager and then replace the coaches every time they get rid of somebody the manager isn't really a manager, it's like a head coach, Mm. and one thing that Alan Irvin is very well respected for is being a coach. You know, he's very well spoken of, so maybe that's the reason why they appointed him, and he's actually not really making any uh, executive decisions or any decisions about who who they buy and so on and so on. I mean, he admitted, didn't he, they bought that £10 million striker and he said he'd never seen him. Mm. Irvin is just there to direct the coaching sessions, pick tactics and all that kind of stuff. All the um, important decisions are not Given to him, they don't buy. So that's they've they've gone for a respected, well known, uh, experienced coach rather than a manager.
1: Okay. Are you going to back them then?
0: Uh, no, and this I'll go for Swansea <laughs> in this game. I, I just think Swan- I think Swansea are going to have a good season this year. Yeah.
1: Okay. West Ham, Southampton. I've got a sneaky feeling Southampton might come good this, this season. I think um, it was a good appointment for Ronald Koeman.
0: They, they didn't embarrass themselves. Everybody, I think, expected them to get hammered against Liverpool, didn't they, on mm. the first day of the season? I know I did. But they were a little bit unlucky towards the end not to maybe have nicked a point. Mm. Um, uh, West Ham, who knows what's going to happen with them this season. I think, uh, I think I'll think i go for a draw in this game. I think it's just I, I don't know which way to jump.
1: I'm going to go for a draw. What do you think, Emma? A bit of South Coast solidarity?
2: No. <laughs> Um I went I don't know, I just I don't think I don't think Southampton are gonna you know, I don't think they're gonna go down or anything this season. And West Ham are just such a well, they're just West Ham, aren't they? It's just <laughs> the standard every every time. They don't particularly do anything too exciting. No. And I think Southampton will probably have enough to beat them, I would have
1: thought. Would you say, over the last six years then, you've probably had more excitement being a Portsmouth fan than being a West Ham fan?
2: West Ham are just one of those teams where just, they just—they have this reputation and and they just don't, you know, they have such a wide fan base and, you know, especially in media and things, they've always spoken about. But when you actually look at them and you think you are just, they are just, you know, they're just... Stand team. I don't particularly think there's anything that special about them.
1: Yeah, so you're going, go for, you're going to go for this week? I'm
2: going to go for Southampton. You're going
1: to go for Southampton. OK. Everton-Chelsea. Um, this is quite a tasty one, isn't it? What do you reckon, Mark? You're a Everton fan? Yeah,
0: I'll be there as well on Saturday evening. Oh, excellent. Um, I think uh, the, the first two Everton games of the season, they've... Uh, this goes back to pre-season as well. They've seriously dropped off the pace with about 10 or 15 minutes to go. You could see it in the Arsenal game where we threw it away in the last 10 minutes after being you know, really solid and probably being the better team for the most of the game. Um, so, But I think we're perhaps not at 100% yet because it's going to be a longer season this season with the Europa League um, kicking in. So I don't think we're fully cooked, mm. so to speak. Um, but by now, hopefully we are another, another 10 minutes fresher, if you like. But Chelsea have started not not ominously, but good, solid starts of the season, obviously, they've brought their own players in
1: no Costa, no Costa, no Samietto.
0: no Eto for, for no, that's right, yeah, he's signed for the for the you know the the best club in the land, obviously,
1: yeah, he stood in the middle of Stanley Park and looked left and right and went the wrong way, well. <laughs>
0: That's that up for happens. debate.
1: That's <laughs> up for debate, but um, I mean, we beat
0: these last season. we were a little bit fortunate. We beat we beat Chelsea at home. You did, didn't you? About, uh, about this time last season as well. But um, I would definitely take a draw, but I'm a little bit fearful that Chelsea will be a bit too strong. So I'm going to go for Chelsea.
1: Okay, I'm going to go for an Everton win. I think. Why not?
0: Oh well, that's that's my Chelsea win guaranteed. <laughs> then.
1: What do you think, Emma? Yeah,
2: I, I would say a Chelsea win as well.
1: Oh, yeah. okay? actually I'm going to change mine to a draw I think <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aston Villa versus Hull I feel bored just reading the fixture out
0: uh, Villa have started off okay haven't they I don't think they've conceded a goal
1: yet no they and, haven't um, apart from the other night against Leighton
0: yeah and Hull um, well no they're playing tonight aren't they in the yeah. Europa League Just uh, just on that reason alone that they are playing a Thursday night game and it's their first kind of European thing. I might tip
1: Villa I'm gonna just the, to win. I'm going to do the same for the same reason. Can I name it? What do you think?
2: I'm going to go for a draw.
1: A draw, right. Um, The mighty Spurs versus Liverpool. Spurs are the top of the league. Two games cool. in. I feel It'll be interesting there this year. Yeah, I think Spurs are going to win that. I'm not just saying that because I tipped against Liverpool every game last year, but they do look quite—they do look good under Pochettino, don't they? They look like they've got some kind of clue what each player knows what they're doing and uh, how they should be doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it'll be a draw.
1: You think a draw, do you? What do you think, Emma? It won't be 5-0 for Liverpool again, that's for sure.
2: I'm going to go for Liverpool.
1: <gasps> Are you? Why? Based on what? I
2: think they'll feel like they have
1: something to prove really yeah okay well I like your thinking (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and finally we've got Leicester at home to Arsenal can anybody see or make a case for Leicester
0: Um, they played well against Everton without being without being like playing really good football they they battled hard and they they stuck in and it seems like they did pretty well against Chelsea as well before you know Chelsea just end up being a bit too good Probably going to be the same against Arsenal, even though they don't have a striker of any repute at the moment. Um, you would still fancy Arsenal to to win it just with the
1: quality they have in midfield. I saw this fixture when last time Leicester in the Premier League and it got to, Ashley Cole got sent off, so it was um, it was good fun, say the least. What do you think, Emma? Oh yeah, I
2: have to say Arsenal. Oh. I just think too
1: strong. I think Arsenal as well. I'm afraid. Sorry, Leicester. Okay, right. Well, that's our first predictions of the season up and running. We'll see how we get on come 6 o'clock Sunday night. So, I think there's a Monday game, is it? So, see how we get on then, and we'll report back next week and see how we go from there. Is anybody anything else they want to mention, plug, say, comment on?
0: I'll just quickly plug uh, issue 5 of the Football Pink magazine, if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, available in different formats. On the website, which is footballpink.net, uh, and this one is themed um, war because it's come out around about the hundredth anniversary of the start of the First World War. So the issue is all about that football and conflict and war in general, not just the First World War. So <laughs>
1: footballpink.net for that one. Jolly odd issue. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Emma, have you got anything you want to mention? No, not at all. No. Okay, dokie. Right. Well, thanks guys for coming on. If they, Thank you. Thanks a lot. If they want to follow you, Mark, you're at the Football Pink. That's correct. Okay, and you're at MWebs, aren't you, Emma? Yeah. Excellent, so you can always follow you on there. Okay, uh, Ross and the guys will be back on Sunday to review all the um, weekend's Premier League action and uh, their usual betting tips. We'll be back next week. Remember, if you like us, you can always leave a five star review on iTunes. Colin from the Sunday Show will send you a, a fridge magnet from his warehouse, which I'm sure he's got thousands of in there. Uh, So thank you for listening. We're Man on the Post Extra Time. And always remember to keep your man on the post.